0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13.
1: Good morning, Grinders. Welcome to the DFS Pre-Game Show here on Roto-Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender at Blender HD. You know me, and this is the show where we go over a little bit about yesterday's slate, two games slate. Not much happened, and then we start talking about today's slate, which is eleven games. And I know it's, it's, it's I know it's the All Star break just happened, but uh, but maybe maybe people are could, could be resting, people could be out. Who knows what's going to happen in eleven games? We already have news that, that we're, basically we're playing the Sixers, I guess, as of now. Because Simmons and Embiid are both going to be out. But we'll talk a little bit about that. Answer your strategy questions. That's what we do in the morning. Right? That's what I do here. Got a teaching time for DFS. We got baseball coming up in about two or three weeks. So that'll be pretty good. But uh, if if you're in the YouTube chat, you know what to do. I got my apple juice here. I got tons of apple juice. Minute made apple juice. Not the the apple mango crap. The real, the real stuff. So to keep it cold, you got to hit the thumbs up button. Hit those dummy thumbs. Hit the subscribe, scribes Hit the, notifi- the the notification belly bells. You can, I guess so. I guess we could call it that. Uh, and uh, and 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 put your questions into chat. Sometimes sometimes people in chat answer answer your questions for. Them. I don't even need to do anything, right? But I see I see you guys in there. Max, Coach, Card, Fan, DJ Cicero, Chandler, Cannon, Jupocalypse, Daniel Hutchings, Sam Deal, Johnny Ortiz. How was your how was your slate yesterday? I didn't I didn't play much volume. You couldn't get that much action. I play I just played cash yesterday because I mean that's that's what I do on my spreadsheet. So I got to keep on going. But you couldn't really find much cash action. They they like lowered the sizes of the contest. They didn't post as many. So like I wasn't able to. I only I only played on Fanduel and, uh, and DraftKings, but I got there. Yeah, so I made an extra uh, almost fourteen hundred bucks. Right, got there. DraftKings, Fanduel. But I mean, I couldn't even get, like, the FanDuel didn't even have that many multipliers or 50 50s weren't even like filling. So it's like it was hard for me to even, like, barely get this much. And I, and, and like 200 of this was in like the satellite, like the GPP, because I won the satellite tickets. So I just put like 40 entries of the same lineup in, but, and then it, and min cash. So, so I got, I got money that way. But yeah, it seemed like yesterday, even on DraftKings, like, you didn't have the 124 double ups, it was all small stuff. So uh it's kind of hard to get volume. Unless you obviously if you get volume, yeah, sure. You could play two fifteen head to heads against the sharpest players in the lobby if you want. Yeah, sure. I don't want to do that. So I mean you could get action, but uh not not the best of action yesterday. So so it was a good day. almost up to 20. We're almost back up past the 20k mark, right? Last time we were past the 20k mark was uh was the 19th, it looks like the night, yeah, the 19th of February. So so that that uh you know stock market's coming back, right We see here in the graph right we're, we're almost we're almost towards an all-time high. okay see it goes up and down. you, you get you get nervous when it goes all the way down. Oh my God, is that the bottom and then then it starts coming back up. so so that's what we'll be doing today and then with uh, you know doubled over the course of what what, what, what has it been? We started uh, in, in December late December so that's late January, late February so what two and a half months Double your bankroll. That's pretty good. That's pretty but it's pretty good just in cash games. So uh so let's keep it going. Let's let's get DraftKings into the positive. Let's get let's get it out of the basement there. But uh but yesterday, uh a two-game slate. I mean, what what are you supposed to do in a two-game slate? So like if you if you if you lost yesterday, don't say, oh my god, I'm horrible. It's like it's, it's such such high variance. I mean, if we take a look at the winning lineup, uh I mean no one, no one under like double digit owned. So it's like these, these weren't like Some guy came out of nowhere, you know, blowout run type of guy and got there. But I mean, they they were all, you pretty much needed, you needed Jonas Valanciunas for sure, obviously. Uh, You probably needed, you probably needed Luca, and you needed DeRozan. That's probably dead. And then you just jam in as many points as you can. And Bain got there, 7X for 4,000. We got uh, Denny. Got there. I mean, he got a, what not eight, eight and a half X or something, something like that. Porzingis had a decent game, right? So it was basically one, two, three, four Memphis players, but with Denny Beal and Westbrook was not necessary. You didn't need them. They I mean they were pretty much duds. Then Porzingis. So I mean the biggest d- duds yesterday were like Dylan Brooks. So yeah, like four Memphis guys is are, are in the are in the winning lineup in the return from break. Uh, $10 GPP on DraftKings Four Memphis guys, but not not Dylan Brooks because Dylan Brooks you know, just likes fouling people. And right, he had like four fouls, whatever, early and early in the in the second half. So he dudded, and uh, and obviously Bradley Beal and Westbrook weren't like necessary. I mean, he could have played. I mean, they, they, could you have made a winning lineup with that? I mean, you could have cash, obviously. Keldon Johnson was a dud. Because we, we got the word that Aldridge is... Aldridge isn't even going to play for the Spurs anymore. So, LaMarcus Aldridge is going somewhere. Who knows where he's going to go? Where's Andre Drummond and Blake? Well, Blake Griffin's now in the Nets. And LaMarcus Aldridge. You get the old guy. Scrubby, you know, whatever. Washed up team. <coughs> but for the most part, you, I mean, Jonas, DeRozan, who is 24% owned. So, I mean, like, most of these guys were owned. There was no one that was, like, such low owned that Rudy Gay, right there's someone, thirty three points five percent. He was the only one. I mean, like probably should he should have appeared in the winning lineup. He just was too low owned for that combination, I guess. But like Trey Lyles, he barely even played, right? But many of these sharper players didn't even have him. I'm a well look seventeen percent. So who odds uh, uh, Pat? So Pat had him. But I mean, but on a two-game slate, you're going to see, I mean, no one's like fading someone completely or something, right? Other than, Ly- other than Lyles, I guess, for some people. Like Dorian Finney-Smith, he was over-owned, uh, over-exposed. Sharp players' lineups. Tyus Jones, I get that. I mean, he only got nine points, but I get it. But pretty much the builds were Luka. Luka, at least one of the Washington guards... John ja Morant, Dylan Brooks, Joe Valen center, maybe Winslow as a, a cheap, cheaper player, punt kind of kind of play. And then you try to build around that. I mean, that was the chalk lineup. It's the cash lineup. That's the chalk lineup. How do you get away from that? Most of the chalk did well. Other than Brooks and Keldon Johnson. So if you got away from them, you're you fine. But it's a two-game slate. So I mean you, you take whatever risk you wanted to. I don't even know why I'm reviewing a two-game slate. I'm just telling you what happened. It's just kind of weird that Dylan Brooks is the chalk, and the the winning lineup has four Memphis players that have that don't have Dylan Brooks in it. Well, because because Dylan Brooks is badly. That's why. Looking through the YouTube chat, DJ Dog Three K asks, uh, "Do you play less in sports like NHL or MLB, where the volatility is really high?" Or do you try to take advantage of that? Of course, you're trying to take advantage of that. That's the whole point. If you're a GPP player, you should love volatility. You want volatility. Most people underestimate the variance on a day's games in any sport. Now, I don't play NHL, so I can't speak specifically to that. But that's why MLB, to me, is is my favorite GPP sport. Much more than basketball. Because it's so volatile, so people, you know, what ends up happening is that people coalesce on certain players, certain pitchers, certain ballparks, and they become overowned. Oh, I can't believe! Oh, cores, it's only a three to one game. Yeah, well, that happens. That's variance. There you go. Or, or you know, the, the, I couldn't believe that the Marlins scored fourteen runs today. Well, it happens. Oh, I played I played Shane Bieber and he got blown up and he only pitched a inning in the third for and he gave up eight runs. Well, it happens. So when you have when you have the field, that is just like, oh, I you know, a guy's gonna be sixty percent on, a pitcher's gonna be sixty percent on a on a 14 game slate, like that, the volatility in baseball. Take advantage of it more. Basketball, you're more likely because it's an iterative scoring. It's a, it's not event based, so it's more likely the chalkier, the, the real ch- good chalk value is going to hit way more often. Like today on Fanduel, like they, they just forgot the price up the Sixers. DK is a okay. DK, you don't necessarily have to play the Sixers, but on but on Fanduel, I mean they just I, I, they went to sleep, I guess. Because we have we have Embiid and Simmons out, and Fanduel has like Milton at forty two hundred, I think Howard at thirty eight hundred, Toby Harris is like sixty nine hundred or something. I mean, like it's just stupid. So they're more likely to get they're more likely to make value. I mean, just in basketball. But if it was baseball, oh, Mike Trout is they've accidentally min-priced him, right? Oh, he's only he's only thirty five hundred on DraftKings or two thousand on. FanDuel. like it's still get a zero. Sure, he's going to be super owned because he's the best hitter in baseball. But he could easily just go over four, right? I mean, one for five with the single and that's it. And a run, maybe. Basketball, they, they're going to play 48 minutes on the court and they're not going to just stand still. So points are going to be accumulated no matter what. Baseball, that's you're not guaranteed that. They're going to get up four or five times and if nothing happens, they get a zero. I mean, that's just... They're not going to get any more opportunities, so that's why in, in sports like baseball, I'm I much more take advantage of volatility. It makes it le- it makes it almost less of a cash type of sport. I'm not a big fan of, of MLB cash games. You ha- if you're going to play MLB cash games, you have to view the season as one lo- as one thing. Not day to day. Don't I'm gonna feel like playing cash today and then not tomorrow and then maybe and then sl- like no, nah, it's the type of thing where the variance is so high. A home run, not home run, could mean the difference of, of you cashing and not cashing. Right, your, your SB two gets blown up for negative four and you're done. on the span of one, and just you're done. That's it. You're done. You ain't cashing, right? Well, that's but but if you if you're playing two hundred slates, like you could survive all of that. You could survive the variance. There's less variance in basketball. So uh, while I do consider playing DFS to be a long-term thing, don't think in terms of what happened on this one slate or this past week. Think over terms of months and years. But that's especially true for baseball. Don't get wrapped up into, oh, my, my lineup only scored 54 points today. Yeah, shit happens. I mean, <laughs> right? You take Freddie Freeman and... He has a zero, right? And you take, Aaron, oh, Aaron Judge is underpriced. And he, he doesn't do anything. You get strikes out three times. And the pitcher, that you, the ace pitcher only puts up 12 points, right? He walks four guys. He gives up three runs. He still has a couple of strikeouts. But he doesn't put up 20 plus. And you're sitting there going, what am I doing wrong? You didn't do nothing wrong. That's the variance of baseball. It's going to be higher variance than any, than, than basketball. Probably higher variance than football on a day-to-day basis, but over the course of two hundred slates, you should be able to come come out ahead in cash games. But GPPs are, are so so much better for that sport. Correlation is very high, so you're most likely it's easier to make lineup. The constructions are going to be easier. You're going to be stacking, and then you just go where other people aren't going. There's no way I there's no way I play the pirates on a 13-game slow, why not? Why why, why can't you? They're going to be 2% owned. You never know when Brian Reynolds is going to hit for the cycle. Who knows? It could be today. But the Pirates' stacks is going to be 2% owned, but they they have a 3.5% chance of being the top stack. Go take a shot. It may not happen that day, right? But you do it over the course of the season. Jacob Calloway asks, cash game question for high-variant sports, like I was talking about MLB. Are you more likely to give up projection to decrease standard deviation, to lower the variance of your lineups, relative to rejection based on a sport like NBA? Maybe, possibly. It's kind of hard in MLB uh, because a, a guy could bail you out. Like, I'm not a big fan of having, that's what, this is why you have to think in terms of your whole lineup. So, like, in, in baseball, like a home run, a solo home run is worth on DraftKings 14 points. And you have guys that are like home runner or bust type of guys. Think of like a guy like Joey Gallo. He's unlike to, un, unlikely to give you like seven points. He's going to give you like three zero to three or something, two a walk something, or like twenty, like one of those two. Now, do you want like all eight of your batters to be that? No, in cash games. I'm talking about cash games. You're going. You're aiming for medians. You're aiming for the 55th percentile. But do you also want to have eight guys that like have no power and just like, oh, maybe they'll, they have a good shot at getting five or six points each. Well, that may not be good either because you need to, you need to have some outs because what ends up happening is that you, if you roster a kind of a boomer bust type of guy with a high median, but a big standard deviation that if he gets a 14, if he gets a 20, he bails out another hitter in your lineup that gets a zero. So the combined two of them is actually more. So that's why, that's why a lot of people talk about the floor ceiling combination. We talk about this in, in NFL football as well. Sure. You can roster the $3,700 guy that is going to go like five for 30, you know, get the little screen pass from the, in the middle, little cross route, you know, the slot guy, you know, like a Randall Cobb type of guy. Oh, we'll go four for 40. Give me eight points. Nice. Nice. Give me eight points. But it's rarely going to give you like 20 plus. Like you're not going to have that out in your lineup. So if you fill up your lineup with guys that really have a low propensity for ceilings, like you need all of them to have good enough games. And if one of them does not have a good enough game, you may not cash. But if you think of the floor ceiling combination where, you're also taking players, then the combination, yeah, maybe slightly more risky, have a higher standard deviation. You're able to bail out. If you have a pitcher that underperforms, well, you got bailed out because you played Bellinger at first base. And he, he had two home runs, so he bakes up for all of that. Because in cash games, you're probably not stacking. You're not going into cash games stacking. You're just trying to get the best value. You have to weigh whether or not if the lower median lineups are. Do you have any outs in those lineups? Because sometimes you'll sometimes you'll need a bailout. Sometimes, you know, you you you, you pay down a catcher. You play Jacob Stallings or something, and he and he hey, he hits a solo home run, and he bails out, and you will have Mookie Betts who goes you know one for five with this hit, and that's it. You paid 6000 for three points. Well, Stallings just just you bailed out bets. The combined, you got there for cash games. So you have to think in th- those terms as well. So I don't mind playing guys like, you know, Rube Door, odor Hunter Renfro. Those are the guys that like strike out way too often or hit a home run. Would I want, would I want five of them in my lineup? No. But I'm not going to avoid specifically avoid them because they're like boom or bust. If their median's good, right? If their median's good, because that's what I think that's what you're looking for. That's what that's what you're asking about. Oh, the median's high, but I'm going to sacrifice a little bit of median so I don't have to play Hunter Renfro. I'm saying that maybe maybe it's better to play Hunter Renfro. So then, oh, if did, yeah, he could get a zero, but he could also bail you out. And he could get a zero, and you could still cash, and you could still be fine, even with a zero, out of a, what thirty six hundred dollar outfield. I like the fact that we have an eleven game NBA slate. We're asking baseball questions. That's fine. I don't mind. I don't mind at all. Edward Brown says I bet on Lyles and Semantic last night. Yeah, that, apparently that was a bad decision. Yeah, it's a two game slate. You have to take a shot. Let's see. Gerard 27 asks, how much do you target incorrect pricing of players in your lineups? For example, example Melton and Beal on FanDuel last night were overpriced. If it's also a two-game slate. If this was a 10-game slate, you're probably not playing them. You're probably, you, you, unlikely, they're not, they're not going to be projected well enough for their price to be in any lineups. But on a two-game slate, on FanDuel, will you have to play like nine guys in specific positions? There's no reason not to if the if the, li- if the lineup makes sense. You're playing Beal over Westbrook and on the PG spot, you're playing Derek White and he did horribly. Right? There's another one that bust. Right, what happened to Derek White? I don't even see him on the list. Oh, here we go. 18% owned. Yeah, but uh, Pat had a bunch of them. Yuta had a bunch of them. Eight and a half points. He played a bunch of minutes too. Pirtle also sucked. Yeah, the most of the Spurs sucked. I think all the Spurs, I think DeRozan and Gay were the only two, right? That did anything. Does anyone know, uh, Drew 27, does anyone know why uh, Lyles was out of the rotation last night? It's Popovich. Come on, who knows? I mean, no, no, no one knows. I mean, at least I don't. I didn't play him, so it didn't matter. Lucas Yanetsko, are you going to run the bad optimal in cash like you do with NBA with your cash game tracker? Yes, that is what I will be doing this year. It's working. It's working well enough in, in, in basketball. I mean, for the RG projections. So why not? Less late swap. Less, less I'd have to do less work, even even with baseball. Right? You're rarely going to have projection changes after lock. Yeah, I'll do the same thing. That's why I created tabs. So I have the NBA tab and all the MLB tab. And once MLB starts, I'm just letting people know. Once MLB, once Opening Day, MLB starts, I'm playing MLB GPPs and I'm not playing NBA GPPs anymore. Okay, just just to let let people know. I'll still play NBA cash games. I'm just going to focus GPPs on MLB. That, that, that I prefer. I I, I I prefer MLB for GPPs out of any sport that's just me so once MLB comes around I want I want to put my my GPP volume will be going towards that we'll be going towards the vomit stacks we'll be talking about vomit stacks all the time right let's see what's going on in draftings tonight so we have our what? T- 1043 oh we got some uh, the, the projections 1043 let's see Lowry 8600 okay yeah, because they still have all their guys out, right? The Raptors have like no one. Bam has already been ruled out. Okay, so we got Kelly Olynyk. Obviously, we have the, the the Sixers, but they're they're priced somewhat decently on draftings. We have Seth Curry at fifty two hundred. Toby Harris at eighty one hundred. So I take a look at like the optimal right now. Got Terrence Davis in it. Corkman's Stanley Johnson. Kawhi and Luca, okay, something like we got two eighty one point four one. Okay, that makes some some sense. No Harris. So how many Philadelphia guys we got in here? Curry, Corkmus, no Milton, no Milton. I guess not. Where's Milton? Yeah, Milton. I mean, he's still he's little fine. Twenty seven points for fifty three hundred. He's fine. I mean, Milton's underpriced on Fanduel, right? If, if I if I bring this up on Fanduel. And FanDuel is just a joke. so I'm going to go bring this up on FanDuel. Sort by RGV. I mean, look at this. This is just the Ricky Rubio's 4,700 against the Pelicans. I mean, this is going to be stupid. Terrence Ross is 5,700 with no Fournier. Lowry's still only 8,500 with like no one in. What, what the hell is this lineup going to look like? We're going to have Howard down there. Yeah, as I said, Rubio, Lowry. Curry, Ross, Hayward, Ingram, Harris, Giannis, and Yeah, this sort of looks like my dummy lineup. Yeah, okay. That's what I figured. Something like this. Yeah, but that gives you an opportunity on FanDuel to, like, if you pay up at center today, I mean, you're going to be different. Just naturally. Because let's take a look. Like, especially like Kelly-O. Like, what's going to be the ownership between Kelly-O and Dwight Howard? There's still, you're still paying down both spots. Right? You only have one center spot. It's either 4500 or 3800 But let's say you pay up for Carl Anthony Towns. So I'm going to lock that in. And then what does your lineup kind of look like? Then you have Jay Sean Tate, power forward. But look, look how different, somewhat of a different lineup. Right? You're playing George instead of Kawhi. Playing just playing Butler. You could do something like this. But that's how you should be thinking. Like that center spot on Fanduel is going to be like it's going to be either Dwight or Kelly calling Kelly Olenek today. You have to think as of this point. Remember, it's like eleven thirty in the morning. Who who knows? But the same thing on DraftKings, probably on DraftKings if you play if you're paying up at center. That's going to be that's going to be a different construction. So let's take a look at center. Well, you could play Giannis in the center spot, but that eh. let's say you, let's say you play Cat there. I'm just choosing Cat over you. you obviously, can play Giannis in the center spot, but since since Cat is only center eligible, it just makes it easier for me to look at the construction. Presser Shachua. okay, you could play him, right? He's 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 cheap. Play a Chachua Layman, yeah. Well, I don't know about this lineup. Layman, Presser. I mean, still stars and scrubs. And what happens if you play a balanced lineup? Right, let's get rid of some. Let's get rid of some of these guys. Let's see what happens. Let's say we don't play anyone that's that's over that's over 10K. Right. So get rid of all the 10K guys or above. Right. Bye bye, Vooch and Curry and Towns and all those guys. What does this lineup look like? Just look at Kawhi. You get, Toby Harris. It still kind of looks like a cash lineup though. Okay, just you know <laughs> you're, you're not getting that much different. Still playing Corkmas, Terrence Davis. Uh, that does it still doesn't make me feel good. Let's say we get rid of court. Let's say we get rid of those guys. Get rid of Corkmas. Let's get a- Davis. What, what, what is he projected at? He actually isn't projected all that badly. But let's get rid of him anyway. Rubio at six K. Do we really want to do that? He's fine at four thousand seven hundred. No, he actually has a good smash. He actually has a good smash percentage. Okay. We'll, we'll keep him in. Let's see what that looks like. Stanley Johnson and Layman. Are we playing those guys? Lehman? Let's take a look at Lehman. 24% smash. I mean, I guess you could play him. Lehman. Stanley Johnson. Yeah, Stanley Johnson, get out of here. Looks like power forward is the weak position today. That's what it seems like. I mean that Layman, Johnson, I'm getting Lehman and Johnson. Right, so that's going to be the weaker position. Of course, you could play Kelly O in the power forward spot. I'm trying to see if I could get, like, balanced builds. Dwayne Bacon, you're going to have to play him then. And then Precious, okay. This may not be working out all that well. Let me put everyone back in. But this is what I did. This is what I do. Test through. You go through. What can you do? What do these lineups look like? If I don't play this guy, what does it look like? If I do play that guy, what does it look like? I try to switch this, what does it look like? That's why i just just noticing that like power forward is just like you got Giannis. You got, okay. Well, I mean, it's, it's, I guess it's strong because you got Toby and Kelly and you got Giannis, obviously if you pay up, but outside of that, it's value wise. It's probably uh, not good. Power forward. You got small forward. Got small forward. that's not either. I mean, small, unless you're paying up. Like, you're probably not playing Terrace Ross at 6,700 on DraftKings versus 5,700 on FanDuel. So I know, I guess, the forward positions in general aren't very good. Shooting guard? Maybe no one's good <laughs> I'm looking through and going, I don't like any of this. Point guard. Okay, that there's where all the strength is. But you're going to see low ownership. I mean, take a look at the point guard position. People are going to play Kyle Lowry and Luca, And maybe some Rubio, I guess, maybe. I mean, guys like Steph Curry are going to be like nothing owned at 10-2. De'Aaron Fox at ninety one hundred. You want to try that and Wall at eighty two hundred? Yeah, these guys are going to be like none owned. Even like Lillard against the Suns because that's not even a good matchup. He'll be he'll be under owned. There'll be a lot of there'll be a lot of guards that are going to be under owned. Shai Alexander at nine eighty nine hundred versus Dallas. I mean, t- t- truthfully, I mean these guys are. I mean, some of these guys are kind of overpriced they can get there they have ceilings but this is what i do i look this, this the initial look you take a look-see at the slate but this doesn't it doesn't mean anything right three hours from now who knows some some guy gets hit by a bus and he's not playing who knows someone has a headache someone doesn't feel good someone gets covid who knows who knows what happens it's, it's nba dfs that's why i can't wait for baseball we could just be like, okay, this guy's pitching tomorrow. This guy's pitching later today. Here's the likely lineup. And if, if there's any slight changes, who cares? It probably, anything that we talk about probably still applies anyway. Unless there's some weird, like two twenty dollars guy. You never know when it's Josh Van Meter leadoff day. You know, that type of, when he's 2,200 for no reason. That may change things from lineup construction perspective. But for the most part, for the most part, like things remain fairly static. Going through the YouTube chat, they're saying Terrence Davis is out. Now Terrence Davis is questionable. The way that we do our projections is that if there's a questionable tag or a probable tag, they get projected. If there's a doubtful or worse route, or then they're not in. So I know that as long as the guy is in the projections, that they're, they're not—they have not been ruled out because we have the note, we have the the, the tags. See Terrence Davis Q. Right, it comes right in there. You can get this all with, uh, with uh, the with the the Grinders Premium. Right, you get you get the line of base view, you get all the projections which get updated constantly. You get the Situation Room. You get Meansy's core plays. You get grind down. You get the consensus value rankings. You get the expert survey. You get the what if projections. You get the the, the you get so much stuff. I can't even name it all get crunch time a half an hour before lock it's a premium show before lock get it all hit the link in the description get ten dollars off your first month you can do a combo premium so you could you could if you just want to play nba just pay the you know the last you know three months and just there you're done you want you're going to play baseball also you can play pga you're going to play any sport other than nascar get the combo premium he does everything. If you want to play soccer on Saturday mornings with me, I'll be playing soccer on Saturday mornings, EPL. We have projections. We have a Discord. We have a channel for that. It comes in the combo premium package. So go pick go pick that up. And even to click on the link in the YouTube chat. We got Eli today. Devin's dead. I don't know where he is. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want to talk to me anymore. We got Eli. Do, do, do people that realize that Eli has a Guinness Book of World Record that thing? He has a world record for clapping. Either that or getting the clap. It's one. It's one of the two. It's it's one of the two. I know it has to do with clapping. You should use the clap emoji. If Eli's here, you use the. Everyone has to use the clap emoji. I don't know for some reason for something I don't know. Or Eli has to do it. He has to, He has to clap. When he's when he because he's going to be the roto grinder's daily fantasy sports advice, like he's going to have to official tag in the YouTube chat. So in order to let people know that it's that it's Eli and not Devin producing, he has to clap. Right? He's there. You go. Now he's clapping. He has to clap after every time he talks. Right? Right. Hopefully you don't pick up the clap from it, and everyone claps back. See? 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 We get something going. And while you're clapping. Take your hand and clap that, uh, clap the th- the thummy thumb, the little the like button. What else are we talking about today? It's an eleven game slate. I I, I kind of touched upon it. The show does not have to be an hour. It doesn't have to be. It's as long. It's as long as you it's, it's, it's as long as you want it to go. So if you're if you're not in the in the chat asking questions or making comments or anything, then then it ends up being a shorter show. You could always listen to it later. On the podcast feed, go search in your uh, in your in your podcast player of choice, iTunes, whatever, yeah, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, where I, what I, I did, what else, Overcast, any of those apps. Search for DFS Pregame Show, Roto Grinders, or search for Roto Grinders in there, and you'll, you'll find it. So you could listen to it later. You obviously watch this later on YouTube. Edward Brown, what do you think about Twitter jumping on the NFT train? Well, don't get me started. I I have have zero NFTs. I have zero top shots. I have zero Bitcoin. I have zero Ethereum. I have zero any of it. I have absolutely no cryptocurrency and I'm not interested in it whatsoever. So there, So that's what I think. I am a no momenter, no coiner, no nothinger. I have none of that. None of it whatsoever. See in 20 years. Let's see what happens. I have my money in the stock market. Feel free to find me in 20 years and let's see who has more money. I say most likely it's going to be me. Hey, but and, and hey, if I'm wrong and you make zillions of dollars, so be it. I'll still have plenty of money. So what do I care? Am I mad that I'm late on the move? No, I I wasn't late on the move. I knew about this, but I beforehand. I it's going to zero. So why would I? Would I? If you got in and you got out with a profit, way to go! Hey, I give you I give you applause. But you just have to know when to get out. It's a greater fool. It's a they have no intrinsic value. So if you're able to get in low and sell high to some other schmuck, God bless you. That's the capitalism. That's there you go. Cave emptor whatever, whatever happens. But I'm just not going to rely on that. That's me. That's my personal opinion. Right. And you can make fun of me all you want. Now, all oh, bitcoins at fifty whatever thousand. I well, go okay. In twenty years, let's see what it looks like. I think it's zero or it's a collector. I, right. It's like, it's whatever, whatever it is. And if I'm wrong, who cares? I still have plenty of investments and I'm, I'm fine as it is. So who cares? Whatever. Is this what we're going to turn into? just the show? We're going to turn this into to the investment hour with, uh, with, with the old man yelling at cloud. People look at me, I'm 41 years old. And wow, oh, just an old man yelling at cloud. Not realizing that I I was on the internet before you guys were in diapers. I was on the forefront of technologies way before most everyone else anyway. Okay. So is there anything else? Is there anything about DFS you want to talk about? Or whatever. Kai Roach says if we keep doing Bitcoin for 20 years, the whole world would just be be one big graphics card. I don't know. We'll suck out all the energy in order to keep the blockchain going. Okay, here's finally a DFS question. At least we can end on something DFS related. Johnny Ortiz, I'm aware correlation matters less in NBA from a play-by-play perspective, I'm assuming. However, there seems to be a correlation in targeting bad teams who give up a lot of fantasy points. Agree or disagree? Well, that's in the projections already. There's no That's not a correlation. Obviously, obviously, if you, if you're playing against a bad team that has poor defensive efficiency, the the players on the opposing team are going to have higher projections because of that. That's not, that's not a correlation. Correlations are player to player correlation, but you're yes. Correlation between one stat and, and, but that's already in the projections that's already being taken care of. So yeah, like when we say the Sacramento Kings have horrible defense, I'm going to target that. Like it's already in the projections. Like that already exists. We're looking for correlation between player to player. And we're talking about the term correlation. So it doesn't matter what the team they're playing against. Chris Conley, regarding my tracker, have you noticed that the optimal does better on large versus small slates? You would not, who knows? There'd be higher variance on smaller slates. So how many slates would you need in order to have any type of semblance of accuracy on that? I don't know couple of thousand. So when, when I'll, I'll get back to you in, in 10 years, I mean, like that, that's really what you're asking. It does over a two and a half month sample size. Oh, well, some of these two and four game slates and how like, dude, the variance of those slates are so high as it is. You'd need like a thousand of them in order to even get a semblance of an answer. Theoretically, if your projections are, are the best, they would do the best on larger slates, because there's more options. There's more options for your opponents to make mistakes. On a two-game slate, how big of a mistake can you make? There's only so many options. You could just luck into having the best lineup. You could bang your head against the keyboard to get because there's only so many options. Ten games, 11 game slate tonight, There's a lot of ways to go wrong. So think of it that way. The variance in a small slate on a two game slate it's just most most lineups look the same they look similar. It's more likely in a two game slate that no matter what lineup you play against is going to in a cash game it's going to be like a two v two. And at the 11 game slate you have some you'll play some opponents that have six different players than you. They have more opportunity to make mistakes. It's kind of hard to have six different players than you on a two game slate because how many different players are there. So that's the reason. That's from a theoretical standpoint. Conceptually, that makes sense. But to prove that in an actual sample size, you're gonna need it's a lot more slates than the past two and a half months. I don't know what this question means. Do you still use DVP and FanDuel? I don't know what that means. For example, like small forward yesterday. I I have no idea. Why would why why would you use that on FanDuel versus DraftKings? I don't I don't get it. I don't use DVP at all, so like that. To me, the answer is no, regardless. But anything like that is is going to be in the projections. Who cares? So, if you got anything else? Be a short show today for an eleven game slate. It's going to be a short show, but I mean, I I mean, well, how much review could I do from yesterday? So, like that. I think that's really where where it all came out. All the time came out of tomorrow, at least there's eleven games. Now we could go. Th- we could go through. And see where did people get leverage? Where did people did this and people did that and someone did this? Everyone got that right and everyone got that wrong. And who knows? Who knows what happens? Right? Hopefully everything stays the way it is. Right? We don't have the, the who's sitting. It's it's after the all star break. How? Well, there should be no load management. Right? If someone's sitting, through the rest. Like someone get him a, get get him something. Get, get, get him dehydrated. Get him something. Something of a medication. They've been off for, for days. How much rest of these guys need after the All-Star Break? It's ridiculous. Okay. So hit the like button. Hit that thumbs up button. On your way out the door, keep that apple juice cold. Keep Eli from clapping. I don't know. We have to there has to be some type of thing that we have to do with this clapping. There has to be something. I'll try to come up with it. You come up with it. Join me in the chat. Come up with some type of clapping meme. C. Brisk asks, do you think your approach of switching from NBA GPPs to MLB GPPs is common amongst better players? No, most better players play everything, all the time, no matter what. But yeah, typically, the beginnings of seasons have the most have the weakest fields. Because, you know, casual people, oh, baseball, I'm going to get into this. And a month later, they're broke. Right, they may have built garbage lineups. So towards the end of the season, typically that's when most of the casual bad players have been weeded out, or at least a lot of them have been. But to me, it's more of a time; it's a time thing. I'm not against playing NBA. I'm not against playing NBA GPPs in April and May. But we all know with NBA, there's late swaps, there's news hits, there's so much stuff, moving parts. How do I do that and do baseball and do something else? Now you can, some people can, I, I, I'd rather not. So if I'm going to focus on something, I'll, I'll, focus on baseball. So if I don't play NBA GPPs, then no, then so what? I don't. I still play NBA cash and that's fine. I could do that. But the handle swapping a bunch of lineups and then paying attention to baseball and then also doing the cash lineups. It's just like, I can't personally do all of that at once as well as I would want to, I could, I could do it. But I'd I'd rather, I'd rather be really good at something and be all in on something than be half-assed and have to rush and try to, Oh, well, I've got the turbo slate here and oh, how about the night slate lineups? I don't, I don't want to be put in that situation. That's the reason for that's personal to me. But if you could, if you could, if you could play five sports at once in one day and multiple slates and three different sites, God bless you. I can't do that well. If you can, I, if I could do that well, I would be doing it. But I've tried doing that type of stuff, and I, I end up forgetting lineups. Oh yeah, oh, the eight o'clock. I forgot that I had to switch that guy out at eight o'clock in the lock pit, right? Oh, I forgot about Yahoo. I don't know. You have twenty dummy lineups there, and like, you just have to be able to balance all of that. And I, I, I just can't do it. So I'd rather focus on a smaller amount of things and do them well than try to do 18 things at once. That's me. So, but it's not a strat, not a strategical thing. It's not oh, you're stopping. Should I stop playing NBA GPPs because Jordan's stopping? I'm only stopping playing because I'm focusing on my MLB volume for GPPs to make lineups and build those the best. So I don't have to now think about NBA also. And the considerations for late swap and uh, Paul George sits out of the blue. If you want to just say, screw it, I'm not going to play baseball for a month while NBA is on, because you'd rather focus on NBA, That do that then. It's not, it's not a sport thing. It's, a, it's more of a me thing. It's more of a, I can only do so much at once thing. I'm choosing MLB. Tripocalypse says, if you're new here, you should go back and watch previous episodes. It will help you understand why he answers your questions the way he does. You, you can, you can watch the pre. I think you could watch the show from the beginning. You go back to January and you could still learn everything you want to learn from it. Even though we're talking about slates that happened two months ago. I think that's the beauty of this show. It's more evergreen. We talk more about concepts and not, not about plays. What plays are there? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Especially at NBA. It's 11 o'clock in the morning. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? You you know how many times we've talked about, oh, these two guys are going to be chalk. And then by 5.30, like they're not even, they're 6% owned because like value opened up and 17 other players are going to be owned. That happens all the time. That's why we talk about strategy. And if you understand the strategy, you understand the game theory of DFS, you could apply to any sport, any slate. You don't need me anymore. You don't need someone to tell you the plays. You're just going to build good lineups. If you want to learn more about that, go to theoryofdfs.com. Pick up my 15-hour audio masterclass. So if you don't want to go through, yeah, you could. I, I think you could go through all the past pregame shows and get much of what's in this course. Bits and pieces along the way. If you don't want to do that, Go to theoryofdfs.com, 15 hours, pick this up, and you, you got it it's structured. It's done concept by concept, structured education. And you get everything that you need to know. These 15 hours, this is the game theory of DFS. Once you know this, then, then you'll understand what play wherever you want means. Then you'll understand lineups, not players. You'll understand... Who do I play? Who's going to do well? Who cares? You, you'll, get, you'll get all of that. You'll understand why I have no answers like that because there aren't any. There's just probabilities. There's just numbers and probabilities. So they could be in a lineup. They could not be in a lineup. It depends on the lineup. It depends on the contest. It depends on all these other variables. It's not about predicting outcomes of a, of a basketball game. It's about beating opponents in a, in, a, in, a, in a DFS game. And the... The athletes are just like the pieces on the chessboard. So go to theoryofdfs.com. Pick that up. Hit the thumbs up button on your way out the door. Keeping the apple juice cold. Keep, keep, or keeping Eli from clapping. Do we hit the like button to keep Eli from clapping? We got to do something with the clapping. There has to be some type of meme thing, some type of joke, some type of something with Eli's clapping. We got to do something. Come up with something. Come back tomorrow and come up with the, the best clapping idea. The clap emoji or something. God do it. We got 11 games slate tonight. Hopefully, hopefully all the games play. <laughs> Hopefully, Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But uh, whatever happens, we'll be reviewing it tomorrow. Tomorrow on another edition of the DFS pregame show. Here on Roto Grinders. Dot com.